All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Wondering Second Edition tonight. Uh, we've been off for a couple weeks, but we are back. Uh, everybody's in the right place, it looks like. That's good. So that's 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 good. Uh, and yeah, we're continuing our Waking of Ingmar campaign. Uh, and we'll see where this goes. Uh, we uh, last time we played, we we end we had a fellowship phase. And then we had a couple little interesting nuggets drop towards the end. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to finally move on to a new adventuring phase today. Uh, but uh, probably have a few odds and ends to do first. Uh, we'll probably do a, a good review of everything that's happened so far because it has been a couple weeks for us. I think it, we've been off for, I think we played three weeks ago, but it feels like forever. Like it does. It, for me, it does. Like I pl I've run so many different games that when like I haven't played a game in like two weeks, I forget all the rules. Like I just, I don't remember how it works. I don't remember anything anymore. I'm confused. I'm like, where's the D20 go? Oh, wait, no, this doesn't have a D20 in this one. <laughs> Very confusing. So uh, so we'll probably make some, uh, probably have some, some sort of uh, brain cramps today as we get back into it. But, uh, but all right, uh, why don't we do some intros of characters? We'll see who everyone's playing. Uh, if you remember anything from last time, throw it out right now as you're, as we go past, like something maybe your character learned or character did last time as well. That could be helpful as we, we move into this next phase. So uh, we're going to start with old Floyd. Long, tell us about Floyd. Hello, Floyd, the young traveling uh, dwarf treasure hunter. Last thing I remember is we stayed at the village and everyone was having these nightmares. I was having like trouble sleeping. The fellowship phase, I, I believe I upgraded my, what was it? My craft. We were doing a little crafting update, teaching some of the villagers how to make some axes and stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. Uh, and mm -hmm. also the dreams, I think was what, sort of precipitated some of the decisions you all made off air in terms of our next adventuring phase too. So uh, yes, very important piece. Uh, okay, next up, we've got Gilly. Ashley, tell us about Gilly. I'm Gilly Kettlegrass. And last time um, she spent some time actually working on her bows after horrifically failing to hit anything <laughs> with them last time. Um, and then I also increased, uh, I worked on my healing a little bit and right on. yeah. And what do you remember from last time? Um, so we actually had an elf who was brought back into town, horrifically injured. That is correct. Um, one of the, I believe it was eight who went out or came on that ship. Something like that. Investigating. And she's the only one that came back. I don't know if and you I know, did, a, did, did we cover this specific number or not? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I can't but yeah. remember, but, but it yeah, was like a smallish group. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I did learn that she's poisoned Something of some like kind that. or like her wound is infected to some extent. I couldn't really Something tell. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, beyond the skills of uh, Gilly and uh, uh, Corliss, who is the, the wise woman mm -hmm. of... Uh, of Eskerdale, where we've been for a while now. Uh, beyond their skills, uh, they need elvish medicine or something like that. Uh, okay. Uh, bottom row, we've got Arineal. Uh Melissa, tell us about Arineal. Uh Yes. Yeah, so Arineal, um 
also worked on kind of getting better with some fighting. So kind of increasing swords. Um, and now have endurance of the ranger. So when we travel, I can't get travel fatigue anymore. So that's cool. Um, I, uh, I remember I that we had a... Re- recall allowing that. Uh, <laughs> continue. Uh, this is this is this is what, what this is what it is now. Um, I have all the endurance. Um, so we also had a lead um, that could have taken us like in the direction of the angle. Um, but there is a um, Lord of Nightmares rumor in that direction. Uh, yeah, that is correct. Uh, so there was an older. Uh, so like you, the, the 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 poor remnants of the Dunedain who had who had settled uh, on the Shadow Islets uh, in the middle of of Lake Evendim. Unfortunately, them settling there, the blood of the Dunedain once again being on those islets, seemed to have awakened this massive strange creature uh, that had been terrorizing them. Uh, but they decided they were going to try to head over to the angle, which is far to the east. Uh, I zoomed out on the map to kind of show you the difference. So our crew is up to the northwest uh, by Enuminas and uh, Lake Evendim. The angle is somewhere down here. You can actually see it on the map. So that's how far that would be. That was That's a significant journey. You would actually probably pass through Bree and along the Great East Road along the way. So it's something that could have been broken up into more than one. Uh, but uh, it, is a, it is a, it would probably take like a month or something to get there. And that's how long, uh, that's how long of a journey it was. And they, they asked you to, to, to lead them, to, to come with them. And you were like, uh, no. That's what you said. He said no, uh, but yeah, he, and he referenced uh, he referenced that there was basically the that Lord of Nightmares stuff uh, it w- somehow was connected to Inkbar, if you recall. I'm not sure if you remember that, but that's how that uh, conversation was broached. Um, okay, uh, and then finally we've got Erebon. Uh, Stephen, tell us about Erebon. Erebon is the child of Eru, exile of Linden, warden of Eriador. Uh, he carries a great spear that he is very fond of. And uh, last session, he focused on raising his awareness and he gained a virtue. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in this game, there's uh, these things called virtues, which are similar to like talents in other games. Uh, so uh, some of them are specifically cultural related. So like elf, dwarf, etc. cetera. Uh, so what did, did, what did you take? Do you want to tell us what to take or do you want to surprise uh, us? I mean, I can't really surprise you because you can look at my character sheet, but you're the only one I want to surprise. I took Gleam of Wrath. Uh, So the despair inside Erebon is beginning to harden uh, and turn into anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on a successful attack roll, my adversary loses one point of hate or resolve plus one point for each success icon. I was worried for a second. Uh, had to be a successful attack, so I'll probably be all right. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Fear, was it? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And yet I'm the only one who suffers. No, we all suffer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we touched on a little bit of everything. Uh, so it was a fellowship phase. We, we do a, a probably a more involved fellowship phase than most people do as we like really dig into it a little bit. 
Uh, but a couple, you've hit the, a lot of the big, big notes, uh, Floyd's dreams specifically. You also started hearing that, you know, there was that tink that kept happening. If you recall, uh, there was like what looked, it was, it was almost like you were in a, like a, a blacksmith. Uh, it was like metal on metal had that kind of sound to it. And it was like perfectly keeping in time. You were seeing these visions, almost like a, like a first person view of stum- someone like stumbling around violence towards elves and things like that were happening. Uh, you saw some faceless dwarves and things who were who were uh, who were taken down by some of these elves. And so it was like this whole kind of combat, uh, this whole series, like this montage, this brutal battle. I think uh, I think someone rolled a uh, rolled a lore test or something on it. Isn't that right? Someone I think someone Erevan might have. I do like rolling. Lore we did tests. learn that. Uh, what was it? There was a group of. Well, there's uh, there were names, I think. Yeah. yeah, but there is a there were there was like a, a couple as as it was described. There were basically uh, it was Battle of, of the Thousand Caves uh, yeah. was one of the names uh, oh, of the notes that sort of it, it harkens back to a, a very 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 long time ago. Actually, like this is like ancient ancient history. This is like. Yeah first age stuff this is this is that far ago and and it's really probably comes down through uh the generations probably more as like song or or you know or or legend and not necessarily uh as uh, as crisp as some of the more recent history though there are people who uh who wander uh middle earth still who were alive in 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 these you know for this time uh but Erebon was not one of those people uh, uh so I did roll that lore test though, because uh mm-hmm. I remember throwing some shade at Floy after that. Yes. Yeah. Uh so the, the, there's something something involving that and Sarnathrad and and all those types of things, which is yeah, is uh it was a very dark history in the uh in the relationship between mm-hmm. dwarves and elves. Um yeah. Uh okay, so that was that was one of the main things. Um and in order to kind of get so, like, basically, we, we've we've sort of come to the conclusion that Floyd's cursed in some fashion, and yeah. that uh, in order to to cleanse him of this, uh, somebody with a longer and deeper history of that time uh, might be able to help figure out what to do with that curse. Um, oh, we yep. did learn that that one guy, uh, one of the Hillfolk people that we let go, had like the same sort of chainmail. That's correct. As Floyd. Yes, very similar structure, very, very, very similar construction to it. Um, let's see what else. The Ranger Haven we already talked about. Uh, Orifin, there was a reference to, uh, let's see, a place uh, called Erthod Kalin, uh, which is the ruins of a castle within the angle uh, that involved this Lord of Nightmares, whose, whose body was never found and is said to potentially be wandering about. But it was somehow connected uh, to a time and when the men of Angmar came down and sacked that area and kind of controlled uh, that aspect of uh, uh, of Middle Earth of Ariador, uh, the near dead elf. I believe Erebon, you knew the the elf, right? You knew her. Yes, um, I do know her. Know her, Mendir. I should say. Yeah, uh, Mendir uh, is her name, uh, and she. Do you remember? She kind of uttered something uh, as she was kind of in pain. Does anyone remember? Couple words. 
Man, it's 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 interesting because we it's a shame we don't have an actual no. Uh, but there's a couple 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 terms, uh, elasterion and, and whatnot, were kind of dropped and pelantir and things like that. So, um, but we ended uh, essentially with with Corliss and Gilly trying to uh, trying to to give give her aid. Oh, and one other detail that we should probably tap into again: that ashen gray black ship uh, with the dark sails that you saw that strange figure on on the river then saw again on the lake and some of you were assuming this was a ghost ship well it turns out it was seen again except this time Mm -hmm. that same dark figure was boarding the ship with the wargs and with some bound captives disappearing into the mist over top of the lake so take that for whatever it means Uh, i mean ghosts get hungry too so that's fair yeah i mean the food just goes right through them you know, right through them. <laughs> yeah, their stomachs are never full. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So why don't we? Why don't we get started? Um, not sure. I don't remember my music choices. <laughs> hey, them, Dave. Hey, Eric. See, Zoro's here. I've seen a few people. Okay. Uh, we're gonna pick up. It's gonna. We're gonna say it's late in the evening, nearing. It's around dark. Uh, the sun's kind of starting to set. Uh, you had expressed interest in backtracking to where uh, Mendir's body was found, or where where she was found. Uh, If you recall, one of the hunters of of Eskira, we'll call it, we'll say Errol, the woman who is very respectful respectful of your spear, Erebon, was the one who kind of helped Mendir back and has agreed to take you out there if you want. It's not too far of a distance away. It's not like a full journey, but it would take probably a couple hours to get there. Yes, Arabon's ready to go right now. Yes, we'd okay. be very appreciative of your guidance. I, 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 yes, it will. It, it will be dark soon. Bring lanterns and torches and be careful. Uh, the forests to the north and to the east are very um, uh, unsettling uh, when the sun goes down. Uh, I am ready to leave when you are. I think we're good. Gilly, okay. you have our lamp? Your lamp that we all rely on? <laughs> Damn of lamp. Of course. <laughs> some of us take snowshoes. <laughs> some take snowshoes, some take lamps. Or lanterns. Okay. Jeff, I have to read at night. This is very important for Gilly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is very useful. Very useful. Do you know, though, Errol says as you all, you know, leave out the main gate of Eskerdale, heading north into the brush. You know, there is a problem sometimes with light, and that, while it does help you see, it also helps those in the dark see you. So, keep that in mind, little one. I hadn't thought about it that way. You are like a beacon for the creatures in the dark who wish to do you harm. They will come for you first. She pats you on the shoulder. But do not worry. You have strong friends around who will help protect you. Yeah, like, just kind of, like, looks up at a renial, like, uh. <laughs> Unless, of course, they are taken down first, and then you will have no defenses. 
Reniel just sort of swings the sword that she's been practicing with during this fellowship phase. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you don't no no worries about like tracking or anything like that. Errol Errol can can lead you back. Uh, however, why don't we uh, dust off the old roll system? Uh, if somebody wants to say keep a awareness roll going, keep an eye out for dangers or any other. I just the way. boosted awareness, so I'd like to do that. Anybody but Erebon. <laughs> and just as a reminder, since the last time we played, uh, we've got some. Uh, D sixes for us, and Sorry. Jeff has two as well. Uh, yeah, see the complications. They have a much longer shelf life uh, than the other ones do. Those yeah. have expired. I, I, don't, I don't think that's that's, that's the case. <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, so yeah, Arabon, want you rip that uh, awareness test? Okay. Great success. Erebon, uh, about an hour outside of Eskerdale, as you're traveling through uh, the, this forest here, um, do you you kind of like the like the almost almost like a sixth sense in a, in a way? Maybe it's your your elvish e- your hearing, maybe it's your your just increased senses, maybe it's just the fact that you're within this forest, and that kind of helps feed the sort of intense concentration uh, you're seeing perhaps determined having recognized Mendir, but you realize that you all are not alone out here. And in fact, more than once you see dark shapes that seem to be surrounding kind of trailing the party, flanking the party here and there. You're able at one point uh, with your great success to actually notice what it is that's tracking you or that's following you. You see a trio of these very large bears. Uh, if you recall, when you first came out here, you, you saw some. Uh, so this is this is bear country, so to speak. And you can see that there's these very large kind of dark, looks like black bears um, that seem to be moving with some amount of, of, of kind of stealth and curiosity, kind of tracking you all as you go. Uh, the light sort of seeming to be like, again, a beacon in this darkness. Uh, so that is what you see. With a great success, you see before anything bad happens, and so you're able to deal with that however you wish. I would try to uh, subtly point them out to my compatriots. These beasts, they, they are acting very unusual. Bears do not normally hunt in groups. I've got my eye on them. They come anywhere near. I'll hack them down. Per- perhaps we've we've intruded upon a mother bear and her cubs' territory. Erebon, they were all fairly large. You didn't see one or two didn't seem any particularly smaller than the others. That is a possibility, but they did not appear to be cubs. Did you, uh, and so is there anything else you wanted to do other than just keep an eye on them? Uh, I don't think Erebon would, he would just want to keep moving and hope that they decide to go their own way. I did, I did read in a book once that you can probably scare away bears by being loud. Yeah, if they start screaming, we'll track others. Let's just stick together. Okay, okay, that's true. 
Maybe we could go without the light for a little and see if... Uh, if that's I would what... ask our our guide. Sorry, I would ask our guide if she'd be able to get us there without light. Uh, it would be more difficult, but I suppose I could uh, with uh, the aid of another with keen eyes. I do have keen eyes. So do I. I said one, not both. Can't you listen? <laughs> you might have keen eyes, but you cannot hear. You okay with that, Gilly? Turning out the lantern for a bit? Sure, we'll see how that goes. We won't okay. see them coming. <laughs> That's all you can have an idea of it, you know? Okay. Is there anything else you would like to do to try to throw these bears off your, your scent? Um... Is there anything, I don't know, but is there anything that Arineal might know kind of with hunting to try to manage the scent portion of the tracking? So we've covered light, so now I'm trying to cover. Uh, I roll a hunting test. All right. Oh, it was going to be good, and then it wasn't. Uh, I mean, wow. you've hunted, I would probably bears are not your, I mean, they're not the most common creature, uh, that you probably had to deal with. Um, you know, probably wolves or, uh, foxes, things like that are probably a little bit more, and then orc and goblin, etc. So, um, probably a little outside your comfort zone. Um, but the, uh, I would say your guide does, will speak up and does say that the, the little one. Little one is not uh, incorrect. Uh, often, if they charge you or they are near, if you can make yourself bigger and louder, it might deter their curiosity. So, uh, given that Arania will kind of take out her. Uh, sword um, and she'll kind of have her helm in her hand so that she could kind of bang and make loud noises if they get any closer. Okay. Travel continues for a little while longer. You notice that they don't seem deterred from following and so it's at that point that you try to kind of make a little bit more of a, of a ruckus uh, it's probably an awe test, maybe, to get them off your tail. Okay. Uh, I am going to use uh, one of our audience for this. Sure. That's not my best. Um, hey, okay. success. So describe, uh, we'll say like maybe you find like a boulder in the middle of the forest to kind of climb on top of and to help make you, you bigger. But other than that, like what does it look like when a Rineal tries to like make herself big and loud and terrifying? Uh, so um, a Rineal always has her hair, like she has long hair that's always braided. Um, and so she like, 
takes the braid out and tries to like get like a shadow behind her so that she looks like a little bit bigger um Mm -hmm. and then just kind of stands like arms up in the air like overhead you know kind of hitting the the helm with the with the sword um and she starts like we had come up with like a combat song so she starts like singing that like combat song okay uh does anyone help her with this like does anyone kind of add into like the sound of oh yeah uh, gilly is once again pretending to be a troll (laughs) she's stomping around (laughs) screaming I couldn't I help think but Arabon like would be ringing a dinner bell. <laughs> Arabon would be doing the opposite. He would be trying to fade into the shadows behind in a way. <laughs> okay. Are we embarrassing you? <laughs> I just want a backup plan. I got shot in the neck last night, and I'm not really. Okay. So uh, you kind of watch a little bit as they. they they slowly creep up, they get closer, but then the ruckus begins. And you can see that like there's hesitation at that point. Some of you have drifted into the darkness, maybe having weapons at the ready. And at a certain point, like, like the largest of the of the three kind of gets a little skittish. Kind of fat, like you can see their the nose kind of goes up in the air, kind of sniffing, sniffing. Um, and they begin to retreat. Um, Arabon and Floy, since you two weren't specifically busy, I'll give you all a chance to do a scan test. Uh, scan or awareness? Scan. It's like more for something hidden. Got a great success. Okay. I got a five. Floy, you notice that they seem to have wounds on them, actually. Uh, looks like one of them has like a hilt of a of a sword or something like that sticking out of its its kind of hind quarters and what looks like these arrows and things and there's a horrible claw mark uh down one of the one of the faces they definitely seem like they've they've fought something and i would say with the great success you would probably be able to tell that's it doesn't look like it's been long since that happened because uh, you can see that some of the you know, some of the fur is kind of still sort of, it's kind of, it's crusty and, but still glistening here and there, uh, in the moonlight. Um, you would, you know, you would probably guess within the last you know day or something like that, they might've faced something. Uh, but at the sound of, of everyone making this horrible, uh, horrible commotion, uh, you can see they begin to retreat back. Uh, and leaving leaving you all kind of surrounding this boulder uh, in this large tree where Erebon is cowering behind. And after about 10 minutes, you no longer see them. And Erebon, you, you feel fairly confident at this point that they are no longer within like a, 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 a too in uncomfortable radius of you. Renia will kind of put the helm down and she'll just kind of stay there for a couple minutes and just kind of put the braid back and kind of put the helm back on her head and just sort of nod that she's ready to move forward. Okay. So you continue forward. You can so you're kind of going off on this Northeastern bearing a little bit, still in the forest, still in the trees. 
uh, about 45 minutes to an hour pass more. And you, you realize that you are kind of on the sort of the Eastern edge of this woodland area. And you can peer out beyond it into what looks like this vast empty plain that everyone you are not unfamiliar with. It's the fields of slaughter is kind of how they're commonly referred to by folks that have traveled through here, the western fields from Fornost. And the night is surprisingly clear, like there's no overcast, there's no storm, there's nothing. Uh, the But there's this bright sky and in the far, far distance, like well to the east, like you're viewing mountains like in the distance, that kind of distance. You see like this sort of almost like a, an aurora borealis, these lights just sort of drifting up and above what you would think is probably the ruins of Fornost itself. Uh, three of you have been there uh, relatively recently. I'm not sure if Erebon has ever passed through the ruins themselves. But you can kind of see what almost looks like this glimmer of light like wafting up. And as you're kind of staring at that, all of you hear the sounds of screaming and hooves. You hear almost what what sounds like people screaming out in pain. You hear folks like, run, run, run to the trees, to the trees. And as you're like staring eastward, you watch as this sudden vision of like these ghostly apparitions uh, begin pouring towards you uh, from the, the fields of slaughter. You can see some of them have these kind of vague contours of like the you know, Argolib's helm that kind of look to it. You see others are, uh, are like these, these large, like dark horses seem to be kind of following them and kind of taking them down as they go. Everyone roll a valor test. Anybody want any dice? Nope. Oh my. Oh gosh, I should have. Gosh. Did everybody fail that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I got a five. Also, if you fail, uh, or not even if you fail, if you just roll an I, let me know. Uh, uh, no I. Okay. No. All of you take two shadow points. And not only that, but you feel this overwhelming desire to flee with them, to turn and run back deeper into the forest. And since all of you failed, I kind of think that's that's what happens to some degree for a little while. Yeah, I'll run. Okay. You, like you see, you look around, like Errol's already up ahead, like, what is this madness, this sorcery? And she's just running. I think we run. Erebon didn't even wait for her to turn. He was trying to go. <laughs> and you all run for, I mean, like everyone failed. So you run for 10, 15 minutes. You still hear the sounds of like the hooves behind you once or twice. Maybe one of you looks over your shoulder just to see like that apparition suddenly illuminate between trees or, or this thundering dark horse with some pale rider kind of swinging down at you. Until eventually, like, your chests feel like they're going to burst. And you are probably 
two miles inward from the eastern edge of the forest when the sound of those hooves begin to fade the sounds of the screams of pain and fleeing fades and you can feel like your heart kind of begin to re-steal itself your breath is burnt away your lungs are kind of on fire and you find yourself in a clearing as the moon kind of shines down in this empty clearing a few weeds here and there a fallen log otherwise nothing of note and you can see that Errol turns to look at you all her face is terrified what was this what was this madness yeah the dead the dead the dead wanted these 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 woods what is this I, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it centers around Fornos. If we must hurry, I do not want to be here longer than we, we need to be. We need, we can take a longer route around. Okay. It, it, and you can see, like, her, like, her hair is, like, sticking out of, like, her leather cap, and it's, like, Paste it against her forehead from mm-hmm. from sweat, nervousness. Uh, now that I've somewhat regained my composure, would I be able to make a lore test to see if I recognized any of the imagery or sure. uh, like the armor they were wearing, if any of that looked familiar to me? Yeah, absolutely, Gerdin. Uh, Gandalf. Wow. Gandalf a lot of ones. <laughs> that was wow. a lot of ones. Uh, saved by Gandalf. Uh, sure. So you you certainly recognize the helms that many of the men were wearing as they match that which your compatriot Arineal wears. And so you would, they are, are kind of what looks like scattered warriors here and there, but they're different. Um, you can definitely tell that they're they're different in some fashion. There's something about them that like they've been changed evolved in some way and you recognize that it's more likely that they are sort of like a a redesigned or evolved version of like the the helm like the arner helm and more like it's the broken kingdom that came past it arthedane or, or or something like that so you would recognize them most likely as like soldiers of, of Arthedain. Um, you did in fact uh, recognize that many like like those like those figures atop the horses themselves hard to place exactly what those might be uh, but certainly they were some kind of agents of shadow agents of of perhaps Angmar uh, is like probably where you would you would place it. And then finally, some of the others certainly looked like they were those kind of kind of had a, a hill folk sense to them, like a little burlier, stronger, tougher, taller. Uh, and they were kind of bears a striking resemblance to some of those who actually kept you captive uh, for a short period of time uh, when you were traveling through Rudar. It appears that these are the tortured souls of those that were driven out of Fornost before my people and our alliance with Gondor reclaimed the land. Uh, 
Would Arineal have seen that sort of aurora-like light previously? Uh, no, maybe. I mean, it's possible. Like if you've if you're ranging in these lands, it might have popped up from time to time. Okay. It's not something that happens regularly. It's something that uh, kind of stirs from time to time for reasons unknown. Arineal will turn to. They're all and say these such things are happening more and more these days. And this is why we are out traveling and learning everything we can to see what, what we can do. This is why we prefer our privacy. This is why we prefer to be away from the machinations of of those who claim power over others. I will take the seclusion of Eskadil over the civilized lands from where you come from. No offense intended. My my peoples don't disagree with you um, in some yes. of what you say. Yes. Though it is likely of import to know that such forces are on the rise. Yeah, and you would probably also, I would say lore-wise, both you and Erebon would probably be able to like draw some conclusions that likely the people of Eskerdale are probably like scattered distant remnants of, you know, those from Arthedane, those from Arnor, like you're, they're right within the kingdom. They're they're human. Uh, and so more mm -hmm. than likely they are descendants, perhaps not like, like the nobility, um, but certainly distant descendants, um, that haven't necessarily traveled very far and perhaps have lost some of their, uh, you know, some of their history in the, in the time. And just remember, it's been like, you know, something like 1200 years or so since like the war of Ingmar around there, give or take. Okay, so after you all kind of re-steal yourselves, get your winds back, feeling a little, feeling a little more unsettled in the darkness now, you continue your travel. And again, Errol knows where she's going, but you can tell that more than once she's, she makes a quicker decision than intended, and then like five minutes later, second guesses it and kind of veers back, and you can tell that she seems a little more nervous and making you know, a little edgier but eventually uh, you come to what looks like this kind of fallen over um it's 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 essentially a, a a tree that seems to have been like a sapling that has been like uprooted and kind of thrown down onto the ground doesn't look like it's happened recently because uh, you can already see like the the drying out, the withering of some of the roots, and arrow points to like underneath that sapling. It was it was there that I saw, or I heard her first. She had taken she had taken cover within within that hollow there. The blood you can see, and she kind of points to these patches. Uh, along the, the tree as well. This, this is this is where I I came. 
I, I, I helped. She... She was in much the state that you saw her in. Uh, able to move, but not able to communicate in any coherent way. But this is the place where I found her. I, I looked for others, but I, uh, while this might be the place where I found her, I am not certain this is the place where she suffered her wounds. I, I found a trail. Uh, if you, Master Elf, uh, here, heading in that direction, she kind of points northward a bit. Uh, you can see the, the, the broken, the broken vegetation here. You can see the drippings on the root, exposed from the dirt. But I dare not take it. I, I fear that whatever creature or enemy could do this to an elf of of considerable talent would likely do far worse to me. You did right to bring her back was the correct choice. Thank you. And you could tell like she like exhales like like she was worried that she made the wrong choice. Oh. But I do believe we need to take the trail now. Errol, you have led us far enough. If you wish to return home, do not be ashamed. I, I, if, if, if the sun was in the sky, I would take that offer. But after what we have seen this eve, I think I would perfect the company, if that is all right. I think, I think that would be a good idea. Safety in numbers. Yes, exactly. We'll take the lead from here, then. Yes. Uh, okay, so at this point, I do want some kind of tracking test. Um, I'll take, I would probably take either a hunt or a scan, because scan is, again, hidden, looking for hidden things. Hunt, I mm. think, is the closest thing to tracking we have. Awareness is more about dangers. That's not, so I would say hunt or scan if somebody wants to take the lead on this. Yeah, I can hop out in front and do a scan. Okay, yeah, man, go for it. Oh, boy. Extraordinary success. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> and an ISR on. Yeah, but it was it was favored, though. So yeah. I think it took oh, the yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, because we are playing with the, uh, the yeah, order. I have awareness now. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'll just let me update your map tokens. You've probably moved. You actually haven't moved too far relative to the map, but like it's a considerable length that you've traveling at a decent speed uh but yeah you you managed to kind of pick up with the hints that errol gave like the little head start you managed to to track back uh, a ways you kind of start to see the signs which you're looking for you can definitely tell that mandira was probably trying to obscure her tracks uh but failing to do so from time to time um eventually you find your way back to this uh, this area of, of of trees within the woods that it's not very compact, meaning like the, the trees are not growing in, in too tight of clumps. So there's some significant distance between them. It's not, I would not call this like a, a clearing, but it definitely there's gaps between these trees. Uh, and you can see as you arrive, Floyd, that there are, a, a battle happened here. Like you can tell, you can see there are kind of arrows 
uh, on the ground, some broken, some intact, some sticking out of, you know, the, the trees themselves. You can see that there are, uh, huge upturns in dirt, um, looks as though certain things might have been dragged through here as well. Uh, and you're pretty confident you found like the site of where some kind of battle took place. Quite a scuffle here. Did she say what they were fighting over? I forget if the elf was uh, coherent at all when we found her. Yeah, you don't know actually okay. what fought. All you re- I think you recognize that there were war wounds. Like there were like claw marks and stuff like that mm. on her body, but also sword marks as well, too. So they're both. So what do you guys want to do? You found the, the, the battle site. Uh, any signs of trails leading away like other survivors? Yeah, so uh, we'll treat this... Uh, I'm not going to treat this as a full-on skill endeavor. I just kind of want to know what everyone's doing. So if you're looking for additional routes out of here, uh, again, I'll say you can hunt or scan. It's probably good for that. Uh, I would ask Floyd if there were any signs of trails or <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> other survivors. too busy looting this giant pile of gold. I can keep the hunt up or the scan up. Okay. And do you see any danger? Do we see any danger nearby? Uh, okay, so Floyd, give me a hunt. Gilly, give me an awareness. Uh, Arineo and Erebond, what are you two doing? I failed. You sound so surprised. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? There's a, I feel yeah, the little, right? little bit of sadness in there. <laughs> you heard the little that? That so quiver great. in the voice. <laughs> like, sadness and, and shock. That's, this is this is not how this is supposed to this work. This is my specialty. I, I'm Floyd, <laughs> damn it. To scan. Um, I would like to spend um, a hope point. Yeah, go ahead. For my keen-eyed. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Oh my god. Did I do that? I, I don't know. You, it looks like you That's also failed. Two Rise of Sauron in a row. Oh boy. Uh, well, these are, these are again, these are uh, oh, favorite, I, I believe. Oh, I should have had two more Eight. dice, though. Nine, ten, eleven. For the hope? Yeah. Because uh, so, I have three pips in awareness. And it's favored. And I just think I, I think I clicked the wrong thing because it's. Did you just uh, okay? Just roll, roll two more d sixes. So it's eight. Uh, so that'd be nineteen total, which uh, yes, hits your target of sixteen. You have, you have a team of sixteen. Success. So yeah, yeah, you're fine. Uh, and you, you were looking for dangers, Danger. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you hear the sounds of like. It seems like scav- like scavenger kind of animals, and you notice that there are like these birds, like these like old owls and stuff. They're kind of swooping through, but they like at the arrival of the four of you, everything scatters. Um, but you do notice that like they were pecking away at something a little bit further, you know, away from where the the, the current group is. You also hear like the sounds of. Probably foxes or some some other smaller creature. Nothing nothing so large as, as a wolf necessarily, but some other creature kind of scattering about. But again, everything 
everything sort of flees at the arrival of, of the five of you and maybe the light. So you don't notice anything uh, in the area that would probably alarm you currently. Okay. Thank you, Farkadev, for those bits. Thank you. Um, so Arineal, um, since Floy is kind of doing the scan, kind of going outward, um, Arineal thinking maybe explore a little bit more kind of like this area. Just do like a full sweep. Yeah, okay. I'll, that sounds good to me. Uh, and I'll spend a couple of our dice. Yeah, I'm not going to call this a skill endeavor because there's not really a timer on it. So it's really just kind of we keep rolling until you either get all the information you want or you get tired of looking. So, and I'm trying to flavor kind of the use of kind of that audience D6 there. Um, yeah. That's the- our new rule we should mention it here on sort of a rule. But Melissa and I were talking about this week that whenever a player in any of the games taps into one of the the dice that an audience uh, audience member buys, they have to like give us like a little boost in like role play somehow. So either like a like a, a mini flashback to like something or a like a memory or or a thought like the thought process or like some extra description of how like this physically manifests an extra effort or or whatever. So when, when if Gilly takes it for a lore test, does the tongue go fully outside of the mouth to the side as the beads sweat when she's reading through the books? Like, what is it? That kind of stuff. Fun, little, little things like that. It doesn't have to be anything really big. It could just be like a, a two-second phrase. There's just something to acknowledge it. That's all. Okay. Yeah, so for this, um, Orineal, um had spent the last fellowship phase working on the explorer skill. Um with the other hunters. Um, and so it's definitely kind of replaying like, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to like step softly, look carefully or something that was, you know, kind of yeah. part of the training. Or if in, if you recall the elderly man, it was very, uh, had no, his eyesight was almost gone. And so maybe it was more like he was giving you kind of other tips for like, like that will help in know, the dark. smell or something like that. Like, like if, when your eyes aren't there, maybe, you know, smell for these things. Uh, go ahead and roll. Okay. Uh, and there we go. <laughs> Ooh, okay. great success with great it. 27. <laughs> okay. You, and it is, you do smell something very foul, actually very fetid. And as you're watch, as you like, you, you kind of look over, you see Gilly kind of peering off into the darkness, like this, this almost overly dark gap between these two like kind of wiry looking trees you realize that the wind that's kind of coursing through this kind of cool spring breeze at night is coming through and you feel you realize that it's like somewhere in there and you and you kind of follow it and you discover there are bodies on the ground uh, and they are not and you can immediately tell right off the bat that they are not elvish they are human of some kind, but they look strange uh, in that, like, the armor that they're wearing just doesn't look like something out of Bree or out of Coombe or anything that rangers might stitch together. It just has this kind of this odd flourishes. And you also can see that a few of them have elvish arrows sticking out of them. And uh, like mm. they, a few of them are wearing like these helms that cover half their heads uh, as they lay there on the ground left. Uh, and you also know that none of them have like 
bite marks or anything in them either. It just looks like the arrows probably killed them at first glance. And so I'll say that's what you get with explore. Arania so, uh, will... Oh, sorry. No, no, great. Arania will go back to the group and kind of let them okay. know that there's more to see over this way. Okay. Uh, Erebon, I think you haven't uh, done anything yet. What would you like to do? Yeah, uh, I didn't say it before, but I think Erebon would have been following Arrhenial. Okay, so yeah, yeah you that's are okay with her. Yeah, you mm-hmm. are privy to what she sees as well. So if there's something in addition that you would like to do, uh, you can say that as well. Uh, no, I think I would just like to keep my eyes and ears open, making sure, like, if this obviously happened relatively recently, if anyone's lingering or any movement in the forest nearby, I would just like to try and be aware of that. You would probably be able to peg this at around within a day. You know, it's it's not it's not hours. It's probably within the day. This could have happened early in the morning. Uh, you know that it took you all roughly three to four hours to get out to this place in the dark. Uh, probably could have shaved some time off of that in the light. Uh, so likely this happened, you know, sometime earlier in the day. Right, right. I, I kind of figured that. I just if there was anyone lurking or I would just be keeping an eye on the tree line, seeing if there's any sort of movement. Okay. So you're just kind of standing sentinel. All right. Floy or Gilly or Rineal, anything in addition you want to do? Um, Looking at their weapons. So these are, these are human. We yeah. know that there's elven attacks on them. Does it appear that they like are, are their weapons like bloodstained or anything like that, that they, I've got some I'm specifically looking yep. for like a sword that has blood on it. You, you do in fact notice that there are, there are curved blades, scimitar like, um, they, uh, are, are decently made. Uh, you can, you know that there are like, it's not uncommon to see like orcs and goblins kind of carry these types of curved blades, but they're usually much cruder than the ones you're looking at. These seem kind of more, more finely crafted. Um, not anything remarkable, but uh, but certainly competent. Uh, and there, there is yeah, there's definitely blood uh, on these here and there. Uh, they're not coated by any stretch, but you can tell that they've seen, like they've seen use. Um, I'll say roll a scan too on top of that. Not my best, but I will give it a shot. Hey, automatic success. You notice. Nice. Uh, as you're going through the dirt and uh, the weeds, as you're looking for weapons, you reach your hand down to grab the hilt of a blade, and you feel this kind of surge just in your hand, almost like a like a moment of static shock that quickly fades to the point where your hand almost recoils from it. But then you wrap your hand around the hilt and you pull it out and you realize it's an ex- that this, unlike the others, is extraordinarily well-made. However, seems like bespoiled in some way. Like you can tell looking at it, there's there's an unsettling nature to the curves and the and like the hilt and the handguard. And you also notice that the that the blade itself, this is more like a dagger uh, is coated in, in blood. Uh, 
most of it at this point is dried and caked here and there. Uh, but even holding it in your hand, you feel like a certain, like you, you, you almost feel filthy in a way. Like there's like a, like you, like as if a, a, a distinct level of like discomfort from, from holding onto it. Like it's not so much like a physical, it's part physical, but part just like your, like your, your spirit kind of tainted in some fashion. Aurelia will turn to Erebon um, and kind of hold it out to him, hold first, and, and just say, just, if you don't mind, see if you notice anything. And I'll just pass it over to Erebon. I'll take the blade mm-hmm. and turn it over a bit. Yeah, and you do also feel you you kind of get what she's saying like it feel like there's a if if discomfort was palpable like by you know it could be could be transferred like it's you definitely have it roll a lore test Erebon as you hold this in your hand it would be fair to say that I haven't gone very far out of this region we're in though that's fine 18 success you Again, this is probably not... Uh, understand that when we do lore tests, we get to be creative about how this information would have come to you. First-hand versus second-hand versus third-hand rumor versus actual fact-checking. And... But you take a look at it, and you see that the hilt itself uh, has this kind of kind of curling quality to it. The, the handle is kind of this dark, dark leather it almost kind of leaves almost kind of like pricks your own hand as you, as you wrap your hand around it. And the word that comes to mind as you look at this, like it kind of just almost instinctively comes out of your mouth is Markle, which, you know, is, is dark sorcery. I will drop the blade falls to the ground and you you immediately feel kind of a, a lightness take over you as if that that stain on your soul has kind of begun to grow lighter there is black magic in these blades we would we would be wise not to handle them more than we need to Aurelia will try wrapping it um, like in a cloth and see if mm-hmm. that yeah that's not a problem okay mm-hmm. we are hopefully going to seek some answers for what may be uh, lingering around Floyd perhaps we could get some information about this as well head back to Floyd then all right, Floyd and Gilly, what have you been doing this time? Good question. <laughs> Not thinking of what you were doing this time. This you were I, mean, doing. I did fail my scan, so I would have seen nothing That's fine. until Arineal finds it. It could always mm-hmm. come up later. That's fine. Maybe even sort through the pockets of those vile corpses. 
Okay, you start. You want to start going through uh, the corpses and things. Okay, God, you're just a. I I think you need to roll a test here. Uh, what's that called? Hang on, I'm trying to remember. There's a. It's for greed. Actually, no, I don't think there is one. Roll. Take take a point. Take a point of shadow. Uh, a shadow point <laughs> from greed, just for like That'll... sifting through the pockets of these dark fell soldiers. That'll match my shadow to my max hope. <gasps> You're dead. What? Have you? Wow. I have ten. I'm miserable. Do you... it matches? So isn't that uh, yeah. a madness thing? Is that what we gotta do? Oh my god, it's been so long. Is gotta... it... What's time out? Time out! Time out! Everyone, calm down. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? He did it for the stream. You do this after we haven't played in three weeks, and so the <laughs> memories aren't fresh, and so I have to actually go back in and remember how this works. Oh, goodness. Uh, so uh, You could just take a shadow scar, you know. No, 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 no. He's being He's, he's doing being this for... Bro. He's yeah. being a bro right here. Uh, okay, so are you... Okay, so what's your... Which, what's the max that you can take? 11. And you're at 11? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's let's dig into that. Should pass is one forty. All right, one thirty nine. I'm just looking this up. I just want to make sure because we've never done this, so let's just actually take no. a second. All right, so so player heroes whose shadow score reaches their maximum hope rating, so that's what's what's happened, right? Become ill favored on all rolls. Once they reach this point, they can get rid of shadow only in one way. By playing out a bout of madness, which is a, a violent reaction, marking a significant step in their downward course towards degeneration. So to play out a bout of madness, players must describe how their characters lose control for a short period of time, doing something they will later regret. So to describe their loss of control, players should take into consideration the source of their last shadow gain, so greed in this case, that pushed their heroes beyond their limit, a character's shadow path, or one of their flaws... Uh, uh, also could be kind of considered in this case. So what is your shadow path? What is the treasure hunter? It's dragon sickness. So am I out of madness here? I get a little restless. I've been sleeping well. We've traveled all this way. I haven't done anything, found anything. I see their schematar they found. I start grasping at that. Like, just, just give me that. I need something. And you you probably say this in a way that's like harsher than Floyd usually is, right? It's like not just yeah, you know, yeah. like like there's like and so when those of you that are sitting nearby who are being very careful in Erebon, you have been probably a little bit on edge since the elf arrived, and Errol you can tell is spooked. As you look like his voice when he says this, there's like a second echo of the same thing he's saying underneath it. You just hear you just hear like this like sort of dark twisted echo to his voice come out as he says it and his face suddenly looks all twisted just like this momentary shift of the shadows on his face just from the light coming down that quickly dissipates and it was just you're not sure if it was just a like an eye like the shadows landing strangely or something uh but yeah he kind of reaches out with this like far too rude and aggressive uh attempt towards those of you that are kind of sifting through these bodies. Master Dwarf, these weapons are imbued with black magic. You do not wish to have one. I've made my choice. 
there is a taint upon them. I'll say I'm not sure I feel that. Who, who is your fellowship focus? Uh, that's Reniel. Lloyd's mine. Okay, so it also says like if you're if if you're not really sure like like a, a fairly standard bout of madness is like the form of aggression of any type, verbal or physical, upon the most likely available target, and they ref, they like sort of recommend as a, as like if you're unsure, like the fellowship focus would be a a pretty good qual you know qualification, mm. and so that sort of exacerbates show at it. So like if that's the case, like Arinio standing here wrapping very gently this blade in as you come up and do this. So and they, and it's called a bout of madness. So like go overboard, Floy, go nuts right now. So so yeah, feel free to kill her. Like that's good. <laughs> wait wait <laughs> no, no, wait. No. no, play it up though, ham it up. Let's, yeah. let's hear it. Yeah, just ruffling through these. This pile of corpses, I'm just like tossing them, kicking them around. There's nothing here. There's, there's nothing of value, nothing of interest. I see that blade that everybody else wrapping. I just go over, shove her a bit. Blade gets knocked out. I'll pick it up, start swinging it wildly. Like, yes, this is it. This is it. What, what is Dwarf. wrong with you? Put the blade down. This is my. <laughs> just pretty much, I found it. Something of value. <laughs> do, do you do? You, does it not make you ill to hold it? You guys make me sick. Coming out here, finding nothing. This is it. And Arinial is sort of. So Gilly is Arinial's fellowship focus, and so Arinial is just kind of like backing up a little bit, kind of keeping Gilly behind Arinial. And yeah. good. What do you, we make you sick? Yes, I've been restless. These nightmares, just being with you guys. You contribute nothing. And like this breaks Gilly's heart a little bit, and she's not going to say anything further to you, and she's just going to kind of like go and sit back next to the bodies and continue what she was going to do with them. What else can you expect from a dwarf except to value gold above all else? He's and and at that she's gonna snap at you. He's sick. We need to go figure out what's wrong with him. I, w- One I would of my agree. people is sick back in that village, and he's focused on a stupid sword, a sword tainted by black magic. It 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 is, but we the things that we have all seen since we have been out here, it is a wonder that we haven't lost more of ourselves before this point. However, Arineal, <laughs> I think Arineal is going to get this blade away from Floy by whatever means necessary. And by that, I mean like tackling him. Okay. Oh, let's do it. This there we are getting to PvP. Crippler made a really funny joke. Like now Floyd's gonna spend his hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh so you want to try to tackle him? Uh sounds like let's do some contested athletics tests, shall we? Uh I think that, that sounds All right. And it's ridiculous. 
long so you know we have plenty of uh, extra d6s if you want them i will Don't be remind them. him of that you're I, the one keeping track of how many fair. we have well he's on it's my side fair. now so i guess he could use my complication like oops <laughs> yeah, tackle yeah. him and he stabs <laughs> you with the morgul blade whoopsie uh, okay, so uh, a renewal. Go ahead and roll athletics. Let's start there. I this is important to me, so I'm spending two of these over here. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Okay. Twenty-four. Uh, Floyd, go ahead and roll uh, athletics as well. Well, use the rest of the dice. So I failed. Let's describe how this looks. So she doesn't, Renewal doesn't just succeed at this. As you've got the blade, you're swinging around, you're snapping at everybody. Your face is sort of shaded by the the darkness of the shadows coming down from the, uh, from above. And you can, you probably like, you can almost feel like your, your armor kind of sort of warming you in some way as this like this cold spring wind comes in. You just feel like this, this sense of comfort and then Arrhenio, like maybe I, in that uh, moment. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I, I took a couple. I took a couple. So I, I am thinking back to like the fights that we've had so far and just like all of the things that we need to, that are ahead of us, that we need to, you know, be able to do this together. And so like there is no, there, there's no, you know, we are what is out there to try to, you know, kind of stave back some of this evil. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what emboldens her in this like no we are all there is so you tackle floy uh floy you get i mean maybe it's a surprise maybe you weren't really paying attention you're just sort of swinging it around and she takes you down and the the blade goes flying out of your air out of your hand through the air you see it just kind of course through like the moonlight kind of coming down light dark light dark and you watch, I'm going to say Erebon, since you're the one kind of standing watching this happen, you watch the blade fall down, like it flop in this untouched, previously untouched patch of like these these blossoming flowers. And you watch as the minute this thing lands right in the middle of this patch, you watch as all of those blooming flowers just begin to sort of almost like it's time-lapse, begin to just curl and wither and die. I'd quickly step over to the blade and kick it into the underbrush. Okay. It kind of slides out from this patch, and you can see that roughly where the blade had landed in this blossom patch, there's just death in the middle of it. Yeah, sort of like how Sonic, when he gets hit, he loses all his rings. Mm-hmm. Arena just caught me off guard. Some of my rings go flying off. Some of my golden jewels come flying in my pockets. We're just laying there in the days. Okay. So I slowly regain my composure. I just crawl around and try to gather my rings and jewels back up. Just ignoring almost what's em- happening. Almost embarrassingly so, like kind of yeah, like yeah. pathetically in a way, right? Kind of like reaching out. These are my mind. Uh... Gilly, are you doing anything at this point? Um, involving that, no, because her feelings are hurt. So she's focusing more on the task at hand, and she wants to see if she can recognize. Let's let's like, let's hold off on that. I, I like let's let's okay. stay in this moment. Yeah. Then, so if there's something else you want to do, like hang on to that. We'll come back to that in a minute. Arinio, then what are you doing? 
as you watch as Floyd like scrambles out from beneath you and is like like just desperately like scratching like like clawing at like his various jewels and uh, other things that have just started pouring out of his pockets uh, or out of his fingers or off his neck. His his well groomed and and sort of oiled beard is starting to grow frayed and covered in dirt on the ground as he's as he's moving about. I I mean you no harm, friend, but I I think when we have finished our business here, we we need to spend some time finding out what is what what has become of you in, in some ways. You you are sorely needed for the fight ahead. And your attraction to these dark items will not serve us well. And so she'll kind of help picking those things up. Okay. So you start to pick them up with him. Okay. Erebon, uh, anything you want to do? The true nature of a dwarf will always reveal itself. And I'll walk away. Okay. So, so emo. It's crazy. <laughs> so, Flo, right. what's your shadow path? Dragon it's dragon sickness. Yeah. Uh, Boy, she's stealing all your rings and coins. <laughs> You're gonna put oh, up with that. God. <laughs> so while she, while her back is turned, you just bring the double, you know, the two handed axe down. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna drag it over because it's gonna be for dragon sickness. It's gonna be grasping. I think is what you get. I think I have these out of madness number one in, mm-hmm. as flaws. So yeah, I just threw it on your sheet. If you look under your character sheet, you have the grasping dragon sickness. So grasping, if you become grasping, grasping, you seek to accumulate gold and precious items above all else, just for the sake of possessing them. Okay. Maybe you've had this the whole Not time. Not a huge change. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much Floyd. Wait, this yeah. is a flaw. <laughs> all right. So we'll say you get your, you get your things Rineal hands them out to you in a way, like almost trying as like a like an offer of peace. Maybe you you just sort of snatch them and you kind of pull. Do you, do you just snatch them out? Do you like do you go off by yourself? Like what, what, what would what would Floyd do at this point? Yeah, I'll pretty much just get whatever piece I can, mm-hmm. and just kind of that'll sedate my greed for now. Just okay. sort of stand around. Okay. Uh, okay. So if that's the case. As you get your things back, you're fidgeting, putting things on, sort of frustratingly so. You feel that warmth that was pressing into your chest from your armor begin to subside. Gilly, you said there was something you were doing. What was it you were trying to do? Is this? It seems like cooler heads are beginning to prevail. She's like muttering to herself angrily as she's trying to like flip through her book to see if maybe she has any notes that would remind her of like if she's come across armor like this, like depicted in a book anywhere before. Um, or if there's any like if these are like hill folk perhaps underneath. They're definitely not their hill helmets. folk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't notice, like, you you know that hill folk are often, they seem to have, like, according to their clan, they kind of, like, tap mm-hmm. themselves up. That's how we're playing it in our universe of us. Yeah. Uh, and they don't seem to have anything like that. They do seem to, uh, so. 
And if if she doesn't, I, I, I don't me, think you're going to recognize it. But what I'll say is, you can observe them. Uh, yeah, she'll it, make it notes of like distinguishing features. I think. Um, Brie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a couple of things you notice is like they got these helmets on and, and sort of like the most recent Batman, as you peel it back, you can see like there's like kind of black makeup that seems to be sort of darkening their eyes a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have kind of a frightening look to them in some ways. Uh, and you can see that there there's a lot of various uh, kind of aggressive adornments uh, here and there that are on their armor that you can tell aren't there's no utility to them. They're really kind of just there perhaps to demonstrate a level of like intimidation, perhaps uh, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and you would be able to very clearly conclude. These are not uh, anything from you've seen from Rudar. These are not your run of the mill, uh, your run of the mill bandits uh, that you might've come across or, other ne'er do wells in or around the Bree lands. This is something different. Okay. I will also say that as you are going through them a little bit more carefully, you do notice that there is sort of like this cut piece of cloth that catches your eye as you kind of roll one of the bodies around a little bit so you can get a better look at their face. You watch as like a gust of wind comes to this cold gust of wind from the north comes in and to the point where you actually shiver and you watch as this like swath of cloth this very thin piece of dark dark cloth just drifts in the wind and kind of gets caught up it looks like on this heavy weed sticking out of the ground like very thick weed that's probably grown about a foot foot and a half out of the earth and you can see it just kind of gets caught there and much like the blade when it landed in the blossoms, the weed itself even begins to kind of kind of fold almost like it's despite the the very lightness of the cloth, it seems to be affecting it. And um seeing how it does that to the weed and stuff, Gilly's not gonna touch it. But um she'll stand and obviously we're done here. As you're watching it, by the way, like flickering in the wind, Mm. your mind, you have a little bit of a flashback and you, a month ago, as you're traveling along the Berenduin, the the Brandywine River, camping one night, the whispers kind of overtaking you by the shore, looking out, you see the dark ship and you remember that there were, there was a figure that was like draped in these robes and cloth that was kind of flowing in the wind almost it almost looked like shadow itself that was just kind of flickering about and like as you're just looking down you hear the sounds of like floy and Arineal kind of still arguing and shuffling behind you and you watch just the just the way in which that cloth flows it's like almost sort of the perfect shape the perfect movement of that moment you feel kind of a, that chill just sort of not leave as fast as you would like. Oh. This might be worse than we thought. And, what do um. You mean? This, this doesn't remind you of, of the horrible, that boat that we saw on the river. 
I sorry, I've been a bit the ghost ship that wasn't a ghost ship. I, I I see that. I do see that now. And then Erebon mentioned that that they were he saw them and they were collecting people. What if what if these are the same? We were we did hear that they had captives with them. I'm I'm a I'm a bit I'm a bit torn what we should do with with these items. I, I clearly us touching and interacting with them does not do good, but I am also concerned about leaving them here for folks other than us to find. That also seems unwise. I, I just, I don't think that they should be around Foy. Agreed. We do need to make haste to find some answers for him. Do we think right. perhaps that burying them may, may be enough to keep them out of our hands and out of others as well? I don't, I don't know if that will just spread the sickness into the earth any more than it already is. There are no good answers for the problems that we face. We'll, we'll leave it here for if more elves are sent out to discover what happened. You think? I'll ask, I'll ask Erebon and then Gilly will like motion him over. Have we spent enough time worrying about dwarves when my my kin is dying? I can't I can't heal her. We've learned all we can here. We should return to her. Maybe she will awaken and give us news. Perhaps. Do we just leave this here? We should not carry it. Aridiel's debating whether she wants to wrap the wrap the blade and take it or not. What is your decision? Aridiel's going to wrap the blade and take it. You go over to the brush where Arabon had kind of kicked it and you do not see it. You do see like the sort of the decay like the weeds and the brush some of the like this bush that it kind of skirt you know slid underneath you can see it's kind of withered the the the, the leaves have grown like kind of this dark brown crisp to the point where you can like kind of crumple them in your in your fingers quite easily but it is not here Aridia will immediately look over to floy i'll roll an awareness test 
That's a fail. You don't see Floy. Where so she'll turn back to Erebon and Gilly. The the blade is gone. Where is Floy? What do you mean, where is Floy? He was pouting over there. And, and he's Gilly. not there, and the blade is gone. Yeah, you look over Gilly and he's not where you left him. Remember you were you were reading in your book. Erebon mm-hmm. walked away. Our- if the dwarf has parted ways with us, we should not waste time. He is in need, as is your elf friend. We are not leaving until we find him. So Irvin Eels, um I don't know if I can do a hunting, trying to look for uh, dwarf yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You're hunting. Let's hunt some dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> you get the... Floyd, where'd you go? There's brace here. You get all nice and tight. Let's hunt some dwarf. Success. You... You, you, yeah. It's there's a lot of tracks around here. You can tell there's battle. You could, you, you see warg prints. You see, you know, boot print. You know, boot prints. Uh, you see drag marks. You see all sorts of things. And eventually, you're able to find a very distinct pair of dwarven boot prints, much different than the others. And you do see that they kind of drift off to the west of it, uh, into the darkness beyond. And so you're just going to get that sort of loud whisper um, as a renewal um, points to the steps, starts to follow them. Fly. Okay. Fly. Uh, Gillian Arabon, do you go with a renewal? Yes. Yeah, just to speed this up. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Floy. <laughs> yeah, holding everything up. You had to go and have a meltdown. He's being a bro, man. First time I had a, a diva moment. No, no, I love the moment. <laughs> I, 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 I love the moment. I, I'm not trying to say we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, Steven is not having fun. He would like me to hurry up. So uh, you guys are back in Eskerdale. Uh, nope, I'm sorry. You guys are uh, you guys are by Karn Doom uh, in Inkbar, uh, and you just beat the last boss. Floyd. Yeah, just give me all the XP. Give me my final character sheet. Then you rip it in half and say I died in the final battle. You win. Uh, don't even roll die. You win. Um, Floyd, what do they find you doing when they ultimately find you? I'm uh, pretty much trying to find my way back. Like, I've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like, wandering in this weird direction. Okay. Aimless. Like, yeah. you're trying to go back, but, like, you're not going in the right path whatsoever. Like, you're so addled uh, at this point. But yeah, you see him. Uh, yeah, you certainly see him. Um, what do you all want to do? Uh, approaching from behind, Arrhenia wants to s- look for evidence of this blade. <laughs> Roll scan test. I think I looked up to him. Look how far he's fallen. Oh, I failed the very one. No, you don't. You don't see it. He's got his, you know, he's got his axe kind of over his shoulder here and there. He's got his pack on. He's kind of looking around right there. No. And he's also in the dark, doesn't have, so he's kind of wandering around in the dark, just really navigating by moonlight. Dwarf, uh, we are returning to the village. Do you wish to hold us up further? You're the one holding me up. That's where I've been going. 
You're not actually going that way. How do you know? Because I have a better sense of direction than you do. And what did you do with the blade? The blade? What did you do with it? You the one that knocked it out of me. It did, and then it was not where it lie. It was gone, and you were gone. <laughs> the panic. <laughs> I have no knowledge of it. Forget the blade. We need to move. Reniel just sort of stares at Floy. <laughs> okay. But insight him. check. <laughs> Are we going to do a cavity search? Reniel believes Floy. He's not okay. acting as he was before. So she will okay. ask the question, but trust the answer. And then say, if we are planning to go back, we should go that way. Points south. Points south. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you you get Errol, uh, who is very confused about what's happening here, but also very concerned. Uh, you, she does seem to sort of gravitate more towards like Erebon at this point, uh, after seeing Arineal and Floy fight, <laughs> uh, which is kind of an alarming thing. Erebon wants to is the one pushing to get back. So she seems to side with him more. Um, okay, let me just roll one quick die here. Not important. Don't this is new it. for me. NPC siding with me? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Is this what it feels like all the time for you, Arunniel? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, travel back to Escortale is a slow, uh, but no, nothing, nothing, nothing disturbs the route. Like, you don't have any more issues with that trio of bears, the ghost stuff doesn't kind of pop up. You probably take a wider berth around it. Uh, and you eventually return to the gates of Eskerdale. You you hear Arrow like give out this kind of strange bird-like whistle uh, into the darkness. And then somebody up in one of those tree platforms and they're kind of guarding the entrance to the hidden, the hidden village. Uh, whistle back. And you see the brush begin to pull apart uh it's a little bit before dawn sun's not up yet uh there are there is some activities already starting in, in the village uh but it doesn't looks it's fairly quiet uh, otherwise uh, but you've made it back you have we'll say you have quarters likely to have been kind of given off to you at some points um several people unfortunately passed uh, during the events of the last adventure phase. So there's there's huts that are probably without um, without owner, without occupant, and we'll say that you all are probably able to to, to take up, you know, the rest of the night, some rest, and, 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 you know, one or two of those. So uh, you're back. What do you want to do? I would first thing check in on uh, our elven friend, Okay. Uh, you find Corliss's hut. Uh, Corliss, you know, is the sort of the older woman. Uh, when you come in, you see her like sitting next to uh, this low bed uh, that's mostly made up of just furs piled on top of one another. And you can see that she's got what looks like one of her hands, like kind of holding on to this staff that she's kind of 
periodically dozing off onto. The other hand is reached out and she has it kind of around the wrist of Mendir who lies in the bed. Uh, you can see that Mendir is breathing very shallowly, doesn't appear to be conscious. Um, you're not entirely sure uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but Corliss is there kind of like dozing off from time to time. Um, and that's what you see when you wander in. There's a candle that's kind of lit too. <laughs> Your friend. This is good. Your friend is Has she awoken? For moments here and there, she is she is not coherent. Uh, not coherent at all. I uh, I have done all I can, Elf. I, we have uh, we've discussed this in your absence. Demelza, myself and others. She needs to be taken to your people. We uh if you are not able to do it, Modan, Suko, they have volunteered for the task. But they said that they would first put the choice up to you. You specifically. I would uh, walk over to Mendir and kneel or sit by her side and I would reach out touch and then at the last second pull my hand back Mendir kind of eyes you as you do this but says nothing Mendir can you hear me you see that she stirs a bit like you can even see like underneath the the thinning eyelids uh, which have kind of grown she's grown pale uh, and you can kind of see movement underneath like she almost like she's having nightmare which makes no sense obviously because she's an elf her eyes kind of flicker open and she stares in your direction but her eyes never seem to focus on you specifically so it's like she's looking you're not sure if there's recognition or not Mendir was was Balavan with you um roll a d12 So, and her eyes like open up and she's like screams like in this intense burst of pain that like washes through her and then your eyes kind of close again and she like kind of sinks down but she doesn't doesn't answer I would turn my focus back to the old crone. Corliss. Corliss, yes. Old crone. I cannot return to the land of my people. If Modon would take her, I would be indebted. The boy is eager to leave. Despite his the loss of his sister, he is still desired exploration and he uh, feels a bit of debt towards you and yours for helping him Suko he will watch over the boy he was very fond of Mudan's sister 
There was talk, perhaps, of the two of them joining, but that is not here nor there. I will... We will speak with Demelza. I am sure she can send more. Is there some token or some word that we might give the people of the Grey Havens to trust us more? To not blame us for what has befallen your friend. The fact that you are returning her to them should be cause enough for them to be thankful. If I gave you a token, it may do more harm than good. In fact, it may be better if you do not mention me at all when you retell the tale. See one of her old eyebrows like bushy just goes really high up into their forehead you know this is a tale of your history I would much enjoy to hear someday perhaps if you return to us in the future perhaps this time do not bring doom with you and she like has this like dark laugh like this cackle comes out. You can tell she's just trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Straight face elf the whole time. Tales of your people are accurate. I will go speak with Demelza. And she kind of gets up, oh, cracks a bit. You can hear, and she shuffles out. Erebon will uh, stand up. look down at Mendir and then walk out. Okay. Do the rest of you do anything of, you know, of note? It's okay to say no. We can fast forward, but if there's something you wanted to do uh, well, as you return, that's fine. I think the only thing I'd have Gilly do is um, she'd probably write a note for Mudan to give them about like the circumstances that we found her in. Oh, okay. Okay. Like explaining like everything that I found of like the enemy that they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Sure. Perfect. Certificate uh, of authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a little, little bit of Hobbit weed. <laughs> Just to take the edge off. Okay. Uh, Floy or Reniel, is there anything in particular? Again, no is a perfectly fine answer. No, I just head off, see if I can pass out as soon as possible. Yeah, no problem. You find a you find a bed. Nothing for Reniel. Okay, uh, we'll say sometime later, as you is you you all had a very late night, uh, but sometime later you're awakened. Uh, Demelza, it's a, there's like a in Demelza's hut on the hill, uh, overlooking the village. Uh, we can just sort of montage through this. There's a kind of a series of conversations and discussions. Who's going with whom? Uh, no one really pries too much into to Erebon's reasons for not wanting to go. Um, they remain respectful, uh, but it looks as though Mudan and Suko and a few others uh, are willing to go. Um, they've talked about trying to kind of find a way through some of the streams, the mountain streams of the hills of, uh, or excuse me, the, the streams within the hills of Evendim and reach the, the river Loon and take that down to the Grey Havens. Uh, 
uh, is most likely what they're they're considering doing. Um, so they're kind of getting their their things together. Uh, includes a litter of some kind to, to help with the uh, uh, with the elf, and also kind of a light boat that they can then kind of carry if necessary through the hills, much the same way that the elves probably did as they were coming this way. You assume it's hard to say, um, unless they came all the way up the Brandywine as well. Um, but when it comes, you know, at a certain point, the attention, you know, kind of comes to you and we don't have to necessarily play it all out, but what are your intentions? Where do you go? Especially given the events of the evening, I think it is even more important for us to head to the Hall of Dwarves and see what what answers we can get for what is ailing. Okay. Our party member. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so maybe we can travel partially with them. Yeah, that's exactly. I think what they would would suggest is that we we could come for some of the time. We we can help you navigate through the hills, and uh, perhaps if we go swing southwards enough, where the the rivers join, we can take you across. That would be easiest for you, I am sure. It would be um, a small detour. It would not be the straightest route from here to the halls where your dwarf's people reside. But it would mean you would not have to find your own way across the river. Rivers, in fact. It is up to you, of course. It's possible it could be more expedient for you to go your own way. But safety in numbers, at least, for some time. I think... I personally think that would be best. And then she'll turn to the rest of the group. What What do you think? It does not matter. It is meaningless. We would go with them or we won't. They're returning home. They don't expect me. It's fine traveling with them for a while. Okay. We are uh, agreed. So let's let's dig back into our it's been a while since we've been a journey <laughs> phase. Uh, so let's dig this, dig into this again. Um, so we know where you're going. You're going to the the hills of the doors, the halls of the doors. You can see it's almost a straight line to the west, right into the the arid Luin, the mountains. You can actually see it's written there. So we'll just call that. Um, so you all need to draw your line, and you have to take into account water. Now, if you want, so like basically what they were saying is that if you veered a little bit further southward, south of where the loons intersect, uh, like the little loon and the loon, and you were potentially just cross one river as opposed to trying to do two river crossings. That's something to consider. Uh, in this game, you should consider that because there's not rivers or there's not bridges everywhere. And so that's something to consider. So someone would need to essentially kind of draw your uh, your route from where you see the token uh, to where you're going. We could go a bit northerly uh, and cross over before the river really forms as well. Absolutely. Which would keep us further away from the south. 
<laughs> then we would not be traveling with them. Yeah, we'd be separating. So would we just go over the hills and then down south a little bit and then over and then up towards the Hall of Doors? Let me see if I can get this drawing to work. <laughs> so we're going to go over and down and over like that. I don't see anything. Oh, there it's it is. The, it's like a lavender. That's one option. The other option that Arabun suggested was to go north of the, the tributary of the loon and then cross over north of where they join. That's the other option. Yeah. Uh, Arunia would prefer the option in which we can actually travel with them. Well, what do I know? I've only been alive for a thousand years. We'll go south. <laughs> Who so was what, the your one option had the was like that? <laughs> <laughs> Having a bout of sadness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's that's the other option. So which one are we going with? We'll go south. Okay. Floyd, do you have a preference? <clears throat> uh, south. All right. South it is. Gonna just map it out on my side. All right, in a way that sort of makes sense. Okay. All right, uh, got it all figured out. All right, so then uh, new feature. Well, I'm not sure if it's new. It's just we haven't really used it before. But I wanted to show you guys that there is now a. I'll show it to you all. Where did I put it? So there is a, like a new journey phase. Uh, I stuck in like, there already. What's that? I already snuck in there and put myself in the trap. So if you go into the players folder, there is a company token. If you want to go ahead and open that up, you can kind of see uh, what we're, you know, what we're kind of up to. And then let me clear it up. So this is, this is some pretty cool stuff, actually. So we are leaving Eskerdale. And so now we can actually create items that are, um, I'll show it to you. This is cool. Uh, yeah. So if you look in the items directory at the bottom, there's a leaving Eskerdale item. That's literally a journey log. And so I can essentially drag this over onto oh. the, onto the company sheet. And so let me, let me see if I could, let me open this up on the other so people can actually see what I'm talking about on stream. But yeah, there's like a whole company sheets now. So it's got our members, Zarabon, Arineal, uh, Floyd, Gilly, etc. Patron, Balan, uh, a series of important connections like NPCs and things that we've met. So like Oswald, Breaker, Talon, Dylan, Marimbem, the deal uh, from the Rodower Homestead, Thorvim and Thebe, those dwarves that you rescued, mm -hmm. they're down into Dunlin. Uh, Demelza, I, I'm just going to put in Demelza as the main representative of the hills of Evendim. And you can see that there are these different, the different roles for travel. So guide, hunter, oh. scout, lookout. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and put yourselves into your roles. Uh, looks like Arabon's in lookout. Does anybody have a better explorer skill? Because I only have one point in there. You all figure Floyd, it out. what do you usually do when we travel? He does. Uh, he's the, he's uh, the, the guide, I think. Yeah. I yeah, do have two in Explorer, so I guess I could do that instead. Okay. Because you got the same awareness as I do, Gilly, I think. Do I? Okay. Three pips in favored. Yeah. 
explore Although I do have a magic item that gives me a little bit better awareness when detecting danger. Thanks to oh, my what new you got? Oh, yeah. So I the armband of the Mirdan. Mm. Do you guys just... Mirdan. Mirdan. If you guys don't mind having an awful explorer roll, I can take it. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll roll the awful explorer roll. And don't forget, it's, it's kind of random whether it even comes up. It's all about like what happens on the journey along the way, whether or not like you end up having to do it and what happens. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey and the it's friends we made journey. along the way. And I like to flesh the journey out a bit. Uh, okay, so it looks like we've got Floyd. Uh, so I'll since he didn't do it, just go in the guide. Okay, and the other thing is you can roll directly from there too. So you could just like like if you hover over your your, your person like when it's time to to roll, like it already has it plugged in. Like what thing it is? It'll give you a pop up. So if you want to use like you know bonus die, hope, etc., like you could potentially do it. Um, but I think that's I think it's pretty cool. Like I've I haven't yeah, we haven't. It it's been around, cool. and I've I've kind of messed around with it here and there, but I've we've never used it live, so I'm sort of excited to see how this works. So it's cool, cool shit. Where's the page you're talking about? Uh, go into the go into the players folder in Foundry, uh, and there should be a company player. You can open that up. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Bout of pissiness. This <laughs> that's good, Stanley. <laughs> okay, so we've got our. All right, so we've got our route locked in. Uh, you're going to be traveling at least for some of this time, uh, probably roughly half of the travel, actually, uh, with these uh, these folk who, again, there's a litter. Do you have your ponies with you? Do you have Beaten Root? I can't remember. Did you bring them? I don't them? think we brought them. You did, you, you left them no, back we in left Bree? them. Okay. All yeah. Right, so you don't actually have them. Okay. Did they uh, even make it back to Bree? I thought we left them in the mountains. And we never got them on the way back. No, you got them we back. They were on the way back. They were Did we? Yeah. Okay. You guys okay. got ridiculously lucky on that. No, they, I think they were at Marimbim's. They, they were near Marimbim's place. They, like you found them. They yeah. one of them got bit yeah. by something. Mine did. Okay. So okay, we've got the map figured out. Uh, so now it's just basically uh, let's go ahead and, and kind of give the uh, trying to see what I want to do. Still a little dusk of the dryad. I love, I love tabletop audio, by the way. Um, okay. So first thing I'm going to need is the guide, which I believe is Floy. Uh, as you guys depart, you, maybe later that evening or later that afternoon, trying to get a head start, uh, getting a little bit, you know, whatever little bit of sun there might be left. You leave. People bid you good luck. Uh, and uh, good fortune, hugs go with some of the Eskerdales, uh, and, uh, and eventually, <laughs> what's up? Erebon shakes Her, his head. Erebon doesn't hug. <laughs> when you mention hugs, no, 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 <laughs> not w- for you people. <laughs> there are there are like four Eskerdalians yeah. that are actually leaving. This is a big thing. They don't leave. Like so, this is sort true, of a yeah, big true. deal. Yeah, and so they're wishing true. them good well, good fortune. I thought leave. Gilly was just trying to hug everyone, and Erebon's like, nah. I'm and no, no one wants to hug you guys. No, no one. Everyone's like, no, get no, back off. I don't have any friends. You, you, oh, it's been a sad you leave initially. Gilly. You leave initially. You go through the forest. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is pretty easy to get into the hills, etc. Floyd, roll a travel test. Great success. Okay, so 
Uh, again, we're gonna just gonna go through this mechanically again because it's been a while. So the guide makes a travel. This is basically determines like where the uh, you know because where events particular you know actually happen, and so your success is uh, let's see, it's going to be it's a it's a success. All right, so it's gonna be okay. So now I have to kind of plan out. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Give me one second. It's just like getting back into this. It's been a while. Don't need friends. You need gold. That's good. Okay. That's just me. So, two, three. Okay. So, travel. All right. So, travel through the hills uh, over the next, over the first few days isn't isn't too difficult, uh, especially since you have people with you that are, are familiar with these hills. Um, but nonetheless, there are dangers to, to, to worry about. And more than once, you, in fact, see more, you know, more of those bears kind of lingering about, but they're kind of keeping at a distance. You see, you know, kind of at one point when you're between these hills and the even dem itself, they're kind of wading into the river itself you or into the streams itself that are kind of like dipping and in, in, in winding through the hills and you can see some of them are kind of reaching in with these large paws and just pulling fish out of the streams um left alone kind of keeping a wide berth with your great success you're able to kind of see them up ahead and kind of make sure that you don't really have any issues uh contending with them um storms come and go a little bit is springtime and so you're getting some rain a lot of it's during the day night usually is dried out for you all you can't probably the first night at the very peaks of the hills of evendom to the point where you can still see downward when the sun comes up onto the you know, the sort of the misty covering that is on evendom and in the far distance you can actually see the shadow islets uh, from atop from this from this height uh, as tiny little specks out in the lake. Uh, in the and late at night, those of you who are keeping a late watch, you look southward, and you can see like this faint glow, just sort of traveling across like the water, obscured by this coat of mist, and then it kind of fades ever so ever so quietly. None of it really seems to make sense it's down towards where the the ruins of anaminas uh would be it's too far far too far uh for you all to see anything as you are on the down slopes of the hills you can see that they are much more forested on the on the western sides and the eastern side the peaks of the hills themselves are a little rockier uh, you can see there's swaths of grass here and there, but the trees don't really stand uh, as tall or, or as as patchy up here. But as you drift down like the slopes, you see off to the north kind of a large tributary of the river where some of these streams are kind of feeding into, and you realize that this is likely the the larger, right? well, like these are one of the, the branches uh, of the loon as it kind of traverses the, the westward, uh, the westward side of the hills. Um, so let me roll who is going to do something. So, sorry, I'm just going through this mechanically to remember events. 
Alright, so guide makes the marching test. Okay. So I get to apologies for going so slow here. I just want to make sure I do this right. No worries. Alright. Original so. is keeping Floyd in front of her. <laughs> just keeping an eye on him as we travel. I think I can roll this from directly from the thingy majig. But I don't remember how I did it, so. So I'm just gonna roll it for my own macros, because that's the kind of guy I am. Alright. I need I need a rineal, uh, yes. to roll a hunting test, because you're the hunter. Uh yeah. You're coming down the slopes, you, you more than once through the through the hills, you saw these kind of bears beginning to roam and not not great number, but they're certainly there. And you've also seen birds kind of fly overhead and swoop down into the water from time to time uh, at a distance um, with a great success. Okay. So, got our thing. You succeeded. Going back. Okay. Um, so... As you're kind of traverse, you know, you're, you're coming down the western slopes of the hills. You're keeping your eyes out for these these different um, these different scavengers. There's potential threats here and there. You you don't realize that there's like this deep kind of drop down uh, from the hill, and you kind of stumble and land a little bit harder than you intend. And as you you kind of get back to your feet, you realize that you've landed with your back to what looks like a cave and the water of the, of one of these, one of these hill streams that courses into the little loon there is, you know, a good 200 yards to the North of you. And you hear the sounds of, and you look back and you see within the cave, there's this contour of this large bear that's slowly getting up and immediately like everyone scatters. You just start running and running and like everyone kind of goes off in different directions. Those who are keeping an eye on the litter are kind of beginning to just travel southward and westward a bit. Um, fortunately, like with you all kind of going in different directions, the bear kind of comes out makes a big show of things, chases one or two of you, but never, but almost seems kind of half-heartedly. Uh, but it takes a little bit extra time for you to all find each other again. Uh, but eventually you, you do, uh, all of you take two fatigue for the extra running in the, uh, for the extra running and for extra fright, uh, of this particular creature. Eventually, what everyone notices is that yeah. despite all of this running, Arineal seems to not be out of breath whatsoever. So, just flavoring the fact that I'm not taking fatigue during travel. Okay. Okay. Uh, just a little subtle brag. All right. <laughs> just because I spend more time reading. <laughs> Erebon doesn't notice because he's too busy grabbing his knees trying to catch his breath. <laughs> right. 
Arabon, you notice as you like in the direction that you run, you see a, like on what looks like a, a small kind of bluff overlooking one of the you know the tributary itself. You can see a col- like there's a cabin that has been built, but you can tell that more than likely no one lives there, as it looks like both the cabin and that mound that it is on is currently kind of in the process of slowly collapsing uh, into the river itself. You can see like the bank has kind of been eaten away. Parts of the, the cabin have kind of fallen off. And as you kind of catch your breath nearby and you see everyone scatter, you hear the sounds of bullfrogs, these like deep, deep kind of belches and rivets kind of coming out here and there. And coming out louder and louder. And as you peer around, you don't actually see any. Just that that cabin that looks like it's falling into the water. Eventually everyone kind of comes and you find Erebon. And he's over here. Everyone's kind of checking, making sure they have their things. And as the sun's setting, this is kind of where you find yourselves. Uh, near this near this this cabin with these stealthy bullfrogs riveting around. Anyone do anything? Well, the sun is setting and we need to sleep. Perhaps we can find shelter here. It's not the quietest place for a night's rest, but I suppose we could check it out and see if it will work for the night. Let me go first. Uh, I will see if someone is home. And I will try to quietly uh, approach the cabin. Stealthily, you might say. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll it. Uh, do I get my bonus die for my cloak? Yes, mm-hmm. of course you do. Oh, that's a That's nine. a Sauron. Is it now? <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. I rolled that just for you, Jeff. You you sneak inside. Uh as you do, you you're trying to like kind of climb in this window. But as you do, the bottom half of the wall in which the window uh has been carved just collapses inward. And the rest of you outside watch as Arabon just face plants. Uh, into the cabin itself, landing down. As you're watching this, you see like you see he falls, and then there's a moment where it looks like he's in the process of getting up. And that's when Arabon just slips and falls even further out of your sight. Arabon, you go slip kind of sliding down a bit, and you find yourself kind of landing in this kind of you're not sure if this was maybe once some kind of cellar or if it's just sort of something that was dug out and you you kind of drop down and you look up and you can see like the teetering of this cabin is is like it's almost going to collapse completely at this point from the extra sudden uh like this this like sudden incursion of of movement in physics as you slam down in the midst of this these old rotting boards uh and this is where you come face to face with what looks like about a dozen of these kind of beefy, large bullfrogs. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what would you all like to do? 
I want to lean towards the side of the cabin that like it seems the sturdiest just to try and stabilize a bit more. Okay. You stay, you're okay. Like you don't feel like you're going to slide any further, but it could collapse down on you is more of the issue. Uh, okay. So you stabilize yourself inside Floyd, Gilly, Arineal. You just saw Erebon kind of just disappear as he tries to sneak in through a window and then just fall a second time. It seemed like. Uh, Gilly will like approach the window and she's going to call in. Uh, Erebon, you're conscious. For now, not much hurt other than my pride. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's going to turn to Rennie and fly. So how are we getting him out? This thing is unsafe. Well, uh, I'll check out the stability of this cabin. Mm-hmm. See if it's about to fall over or not. You want to do a craft? Is that what you're yeah. to do? Yeah, go ahead. Oh dear. No, Success. Even with the one. Okay. Um yeah, you you're confident that like a, a decently this is likely some of the storms that you all have been experiencing as you were traveling through the hills have lo- have likely accelerated some of the deterioration. And you can see that part of it is just the earth itself on the kind of northwestern side of the the cabin has just crumbled down in a way and the bank of the river on which the cabin has been built is crumbling down into this tributary. And the wood itself seems perfectly fine. Like nothing's like, it's not really snapping or breaking necessarily. It's just, everything's mostly just like soggy and on a lean. And so just putting too much pressure in any particular way, like there's no real way to salvage this, uh, but you would know that like putting too much physical pressure on any of the walls could likely just destabilize the whole thing. It could collapse inward like a like a house of cards and then bury Erebon beneath it and slide into the river. So at the recommendation of chat, when I switched out my useful item, I switched out my skinning knife, which I didn't actually use at all in the last You're gonna skin days, Erebon? with a rope instead. Okay. So that's what I have on me as a rope. Okay. So um, I will kind of call into Erebon I'm going to throw down a rope. You should tie it around yourself. So if the rest of the house goes around you, we can pull you out. Yep. Okay. Seems reasonable. Uh, Before I tie the rope around myself, I would like to look around the cellar. Is there anything interesting other than these frogs? Roll scan test. Just going to start throwing frogs out the window at us. Make a good dinner. Oh my uh, gosh. Lucky got a Gandalf with right. my one die. Oh my god. Because you got a Gandalf. Wow. Uh, you can see that the ground that you're on is like there's there's floorboards here, but it's also just mud and grime that's seeping up between those floorboards. But you do find like plugged into some of the mud uh where like the floorboards have, have finally given way. There is what looks like some kind of, uh, not a footlocker, but a, but a case of some kind. And you can tell that it's decently made uh, to the point where despite your, your probable, you know, your, your probably your, your inclinations, it actually looks perhaps dwarven made. 
And when you, you flip it open, you notice inside there appear to be a set of carving tools. Uh, uh, something for like, you know, chiseling into stone or whatnot. Um, you can take this. Uh, you can either take this just like flat as treasure or you can actually just take it as carving tools. I mean, I don't do any carving, so maybe I'll just leave it and not tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> no. That's fine too. Uh, I'll grab the whole box. Uh, I don't need the carving tools, so I'll take the whole dwarven box uh, and then I'll uh, climb onto the rope. The tools are inside, just so you know. Right, right, right. Like I, I'm saying, I, I, okay. you said it was a dwarven box that was nice, though, so I'm going to keep it in the set, you know? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Arineal, roll an athletics test uh, to pull Erebon out of here. Okay. That's a okay. great success. Get him up here. No, no, no issues whatsoever. Uh, and you managed to get him kind of continuing to pull him out when he does get out he is just covered in mud and grime like you can see just like his face his hair and you also notice like in his hair kind of like tangled within it here and there are are these tiny little frogs that just kind of like hop out and down onto the ground around him Uh, but he is he does have this chest with him as well but you're able to pull him out you know that this is probably not a safe place between Erebon collapsing inside between Floyd kind of giving it, you know, a once over for, you know, stability. You all make camp probably a little further away. Uh, and sometime throughout the night, as a storm comes through very faint storm, you hear a creaking sound and then kind of a collapse. And in the morning you look and you can see that the cabin is no more. There's a handful of boards and other little debris in where the cabin once was, uh, but it looks like it fell into the river and it was washed away. Uh, as soon as I would have gotten out of the cabin, mm-hmm. I would have walked over to Floyd and thrust the chest towards him. Now quit complaining about how we haven't found anything. And then I would walk away. But snappy this morning, though. I, I appreciate it. Well made bucks. Okay. So yeah, just put dwarven carving tools. Okay. Uh, so Floyd, go ahead and make another um, another travel test. You've been probably at this for about three days, I think. Give or take. About four. Actually, four days, probably. Uh, another travel test for Floyd as you, you kind of reach this, this tributary area. Now you're kind of working your way for a good place to cross the main rivers kind of, and then onward you go. Oh, I sorrow. Okay. Oh dear. Oh, that's fabulous. All right. So that's going to be just map out where that happens. All right. So that's a failure. Okay, so chat has decided that Floyd is now going to charge for anything that we ask him to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I like that. All right, then let me roll my event target. 
let's see. Oops, sorry, wrong roll. Uh, this is going to be the lookout. Uh, is that Gilly or is that Erebon? Uh, Gilly, I'm the scout now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gilly, go ahead and roll an awareness. You all basically, for the next, you know, two days or so, basically keep the the river on your right as you kind of travel in a sort of southwesterly direction. You're, you're veering down. Uh, you're eventually seeing as this is sort of like this, this kind of. If uh, I click this, can I spend hope? Yeah, it can should it give you a pop up? up. It should give you a pop up. It'll let me click it. If not, you can roll from your sheet. It might it might be because there's multiple people opening it. I'm not sure. I was I was having trouble too, so that's why I switched. Yeah, it over. won't let me click on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Okay, I'm gonna spend a hope and roll. Yeah, go right ahead. Success. Okay. It's really fast. Twelve. All right. As you are moving along uh, the southern side of this tributary, eventually you make it to where the tributary meets the main river, the main loon traveling southward towards the Grey Havens. You reach there, you kind of, you're around dusk again, you're looking for a place to camp. And that's when you kind of hear something gilly. You hear the sounds of voices, but they're crude, you know, like they're just these cruel, foul voices. Like, what, what, what it is it? Oh, stop it, stop it. And that's when you you kind of look down along the along the shore of the river where the river at this point looms quite wide. And you see there's about a half dozen or more goblins. Uh, that are beginning to kind of creep out of what looked like a little burn in the side, like a mound uh, towards the side of the river itself. You see a few of them have spears, and they're like, ah, I'll get you, you little devil creature. And they're just kind of stabbing at things. Some of them are half out into the water. Um, and it looks as though they are they're like kind of stabbing away at like crabs and frogs and fish and things. Like they're kind of collecting food. And as you're watching, uh, you notice that like one of them kind of turns around to show like this big fish that it managed to spear on the end of its stick. And it's like, look, I am greatest goblin. I am better. Oh, what is that? <gasps> Meat. Look, look. And you realize they're pointing at you. And they start like scrambling oh, out of the river over the shore, trying to climb up. And you like you start you guys start kind of again having to sort of run off. I don't want to do like full combat, but I would rather just sort of just dis- let's sort of describe like what we do. This do this, like we do like our Savage World quick encounter stuff. So like everyone describe sort of what they do as this this like wave of goblins with spears, some of which have fish dangling down from their, uh, from their necks that they've already speared. What does everyone do as these things chase after Gilly and Gilly's like <laughs> running back to the group <laughs> yeah. as well. So what Indiana happens? Indiana Jones. Yeah. So just, just walk me through what happens. Cause you guys, I want to, I want to hear an interesting tale about how this is resolved. 
Uh, Arineal is definitely going to start with just loosing some arrows um, to protect her fellowship focus. Okay. So you see Gilly's running. Uh, uh, everybody. <laughs> Arineal's <laughs> determined that we have like a whistle that we do. Okay. So like as she's running, mm-hmm. Gilly's trying to whistle. The first couple <laughs> times she can't because she's wheezing so Out bad. And then she <laughs> finally gets it. And... <laughs> And that's when Arenial like turns around and she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and Arenial, you turn around and you like you look and you're looking westward at this point. And so like, the sun has gone down behind the blue mountains to the west, and so it's actually kind of dark, but you can still see a bit of light kind of on the like you know kind of framing them a bit, giving a little bit of light in, in that direction. And that's when you see like some of them are like feral, like on all fours, like running. Rah! Others are. Rah! And you see they throw a spear and like it goes and like sticks into the ground right next to Gilly as she's running, whistling, whistling. Arineal takes out her bow and manages to like take a couple of them out. Uh, Erebon, Floyd, what are you you two doing? If we're in a hilly area at all, maybe like a giant boulder roll down the hill. Okay, so yeah, you see Floyd kind of go, you know, running over towards like there's this sort of an undulating... Like you're because you're coming down the foothills from the hills of the even dem down and towards the water. So, well, like there's definitely some mounds here and there. And you look around, you find what looks like this decently sized boulder, and you just give it a good with your shoulder. And you watch the boulder come tumbling down. And as the others are still running and running, it like kind of side swipes a few of them. And you hear, Aah! and after a moment, you just hear the. And you look that the poor boulder has just come to stop on top of the legs of one of these goblins that's just laying there, ah! Ah! screaming out in pain. Uh, Erebon, what are you doing? Uh, I would uh, rush forward with my great spear, which I think would be longer than most of the spears that they carry, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And I would... Uh, I would be holding the spear by the very end and I would go into a sort of an elvish war dance where I'm Mm -hmm. just spinning the spear over me and I'm uh, taking very methodical steps like this is almost a routine that can be practiced and the spear goes wildly uh, and it really keeps it's effective at keeping lots of people away from you when you're fighting Mm -hmm. more than one opponent Uh, and it would just like slice through when they're not looking uh, Mm -hmm. at the very least it would halt a lot of momentum from the crowd. So they're just running like, ah! <laughs> and then one of them just gets their head, just kind of sliced through with the spear. A few of them are charging at you, ah! but like they can't even get anywhere close as the spear, like a like, helicopter swing comes around, knocks a few off to the side. Uh, Gilly finish this off. You started it. So how does, how does this, uh, this quick assault of these goblins end? Um, Gilly and Mudan kind of that's kind of where she runs over to and Mudan she tossed her shield down so he's got his little sword and her shield and she's uh, she finally like draws her bow and arrow and she also starts firing into the fray and then if anyone gets too close he's he's stabbing at him yeah it's like aim well uh, wait you're not a goblin aim aim well (laughs) I shall you know I will I will keep you safe just as you kept kept me safe, uh, and make a good team. You can see like one of them manages to like back away from Arabon's like helicopter thing, and it's like looking around and realize, eh, 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 and it's the only one left. And as they're like hesitating to decide, we just like get the the arrow GoPro 
<laughs> and it just lands right into him and it zooms back and there's Gilly with uh, with her hunting bow. And Madonna's uh, all cool in front of her. And where there's a couple of goblins, there tends to be more. So mm-hmm. you probably spend a little bit of time before you commit to a river crossing, ensuring that there aren't any here. So this kind of takes a little bit of time. Maybe you find a few more that are kind of hiding out in some of these these river caves and such, uh, a little bit up, a little bit downstream. Uh, everyone take two fatigue uh, as this takes a little bit more time. Eventually, you get to the point where you feel fairly confident that like it's it's safe. Um, the storm. You know, kind of a storm passes over, makes the water a little choppy here and there, and they advise maybe wait a little bit. But finally, um, you all do make that crossing, uh, and you get to the western uh, edge of the river. Uh, everyone goes together because this is sort of was the plan. Uh, they can take the boat back, or and they're just going to actually go straight down the river with it. And when you get on the western side of the loon you get in this sort of heavily forested area. Uh, The sun kind of goes down over the west once more as another day has passed. The crossing itself took a little time. Cleaning up some of these goblins took a little time. Everyone kind of bids farewell to each other. Erebon, do you do anything else uh, with your, your elvish compatriot before she is, she's gone? Or do you give any other words of, advice or commands to those who, who will take Mindir southward? Uh, assuming she has not woken up, Erebon would have actually avoided her ever since uh, returning from that journey. Uh, he wouldn't talk about her. He wouldn't even acknowledge that she was traveling with. Mm-hmm. So as you all stand on the riverbank uh, and you watch as the Escardalians with Mendir in her litter on their boat begin drifting down south or along the river. Erebon kind of maybe watching as they go. Floy, you turn westward and you can see your home in the distance above the trees. And that's where we'll end for this week. Uh, and we will pick up there and pick up the last half of the journey and meet some dwarves, which we've learned from Erebon aren't particularly good. People. That's where we're going to. That's <laughs> They're kind of gross. Yeah. Hey. All right. Oh, it's good, good to, to be back. back. Lord of the Rings. I know it was. It felt Very so good, good to like, be back. Oh man. That, uh, that got intense. I, uh, nowhere cool. in my notes did I say <laughs> Floyd's going to go crazy. I didn't see that anywhere. <laughs> Not ready for that. I was like, okay. He had Erebon will be pissy. He didn't have Floyd will go crazy. Well, that's just like, I I have that in permanent marker. That's fine. No, that was really cool. I figure, yeah, we'll do the, we'll do the, you know, we'll investigate the elf and then we'll probably do our journey and then we'll probably leave off when we get to the, get to the Blue Mountains. I didn't realize that we were going to have this whole other thing that we had to deal with. That was was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Long, for. uh, Yeah. Thank you. I got a whole little bit of everything. Hold some shout out points as well. Yeah. Yeah. You did that really well too. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was just a cool yeah. scene. I thought it was a very, very cool scene, mm-hmm. uh, and I definitely appreciate your willingness to uh, to kind of go go a little dark there, and and you know let it let it all it up. You know, kind of makes for an interesting story, and I think it also fits really well with the fact that like 
you know, we're, we're going and this is sort of like figuring out, like, how do we fix Floyd? And now we realize maybe Floyd's more broken than we ever thought. Than we thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can fix him. I can fix him. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> makes sense this. now why we wouldn't like take her back for healing, even though like yeah. even Erebon mm-hmm. can't go back. Yeah. This yeah. wasn't even something we planned. That was just like, this just makes sense. I think this is a good way to justify mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so we'll start up there uh, with a new travel role, new events, etc. Uh, for the last few uh, few days, travel uh, to the Hall of the Dwarves. Uh, nothing later tonight for other of us, uh, so we're good for tonight. Uh, let's see. This is not a Steam Steel Murder weekend, so Monday you can come back here. I think we're gonna be playing some Deadlands. Uh, next Friday we are doing Hunter the Reckoning. Uh, we mm-hmm. have changed our Friday schedule. Uh, so we're now alternating between Mothership uh, and uh, and Hunter the Reckoning, the new mm-hmm. fifth edition version, H5. So like Vampire 5, H5, et cetera. Uh, that just came out. A couple episodes are on YouTube. Same with our Mothership game. So go ahead and check those out. Uh, and then we'll be back next Saturday with more uh, with uh, with more of this, with more Wondering. Uh, thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you for those of you who threw out bits. Uh, thank you for those of you who uh, threw out subs. We really, really do appreciate it. And those of you who are watching later on VOD or on YouTube, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, anybody else have anything else they want to say? Is there anything in particular, anything we got to plug or anything like that? Good to be back. I think so, yeah. All right. So if that's the case, uh, let's raid someone, shall we? Let's, uh, let's see who's up. Let's see who... Can we raid? Has anyone got anything up? Looks like Diesel Shot, I think, is up. Did they just come up? Oh, uh, they haven't popped up on mine yet. But yeah, they're on here. Looks slow. like they're starting soon. Yeah, looks like they're doing some change yeah. there. So we're going to raid our friends over at Diesel Shot, uh, give them a little boost as they start their stream for the night. Uh, follow the raid. and uh, we'll <laughs> No ca- more vacations. Uh, no more vacations, Ashley. Oh, Stop hating us. <laughs> yeah. We do have a few weeks, I don't so we're have good. Anything. Right. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.